This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour two. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you wish to be on the program. I would love to have you as long as it's topical. I want to I wanna talk about a couple of things. I'll weave them together. Because I'm a professional. Let's talk about the petty vanities of people online. Let me go back to this story. I mentioned this last hour. There's a website called Half-Baked Harvest. Tegan Gerard is the proprietor of the site. Uh, I discovered her on Instagram. Y'all know I'm fat. It's like, I like to cook. I like to eat. I like food. And she has a lot of accessible recipes and they're styled really, really well. Now, some of them are like she says, she works backwards from, she likes to to style the food and she knows what she wants to look like. And she works backward in a recipe development and she's gotten complaints. But here's the thing you need to understand. She's done this since 2012. Let me just read you this. Since 2012, Ms. Gerard has published a new recipe on Half-Baked Harvest nearly every day, each illustrated by dozens of photos and videos that she shoots in her hilltop compound in Colorado where she lives. The fire hose of new content keeps her followers 5.4 million on Instagram alone well-fed and loyal. From the beginning, her recipes, many of them cheesy, crispy, creamy, or a combination, hit a sweet spot between approachable and aspirational. But she's become an unwilling lightning rod for controversy entangled in issues that have galvanized the food world, cultural appropriation, intellectual property, body shaming, privilege, and racism. So... She just turned 30. She started this website when she was a late teen. She has anxiety and pushes through her anxiety through her work ethic. She has 700,000 daily email subscribers and 2 million readers of her cookbooks. She has a 60, Philip, listen to this one. She has a 60% open rate on her emails every day. For those of you who don't understand what I'm saying here, a 15% open rate, 15% of your subscribers' opening is high. I have a 30 to 35% open rate on my daily email, 
which is absurdly high. She's got a 60% open rate on her emails. I mean, seriously, 10 to 15% open rate is considered really good. But there are people who are nobodies and some who are and jealous of her who are attacking her. Detractors have flooded her comment section when fellow bloggers like Gabby Dalkin of What's Gabby Cooking and Adriana Guevara Adarme of A Cozy Kitchen publicly accuse Ms. Girard of copying their recipes. Her recipes and persona have generated so much online conflict that most of the sources I contacted refused to go on the record. Her critics say she enjoys unearned privilege because of her wealth and whiteness. Because of her wealth and whiteness, she has unearned privilege. I wish to take you back to a key paragraph. Since 2012, Ms. Gerard has published a new recipe on Half-Baked Harvest nearly every day, each illustrated by dozens of photos and videos. She shoots here in her hilltop compound where she also lives. The fire hose of new content keeps her followers coming back. And yet she's criticized for being wealthy and white. That's why she's successful, not because she publishes a recipe a day. Y'all, I try to do one a week and I suck at it. It's a pain in the butt. And mine are recipes I've like found over time and tweaked to my own likings. I'm not in the kitchen every day developing new recipes like this lady is. And they're upset with her because she's wealthy and white. They say she has no particular cooking skills and posts the same recipe over and over. I occasionally post the same recipe over and over too. You know why? Because the people who subscribe to my recipe list want the recipe again. This is absurd. She's young, unmarried, and an inexpert cook. She got into cooking because her parents so hated preparing dinner and she got so much anxiety over the nighttime chaos of what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? Food. What sort of food? The type of food you eat? What sort of food that you eat? The type of food that makes my tummy feel good? That's the conversation we have in my house. She, as a teenager, learned to cook so she could provide for the family because she got anxiety over the night nearly, my gosh, what are we going to eat? She studies restaurant menus and other food websites as her culinary inspiration. She's got an accessible cookbook, by the way. I've got a copy of one of her cookbooks. She has four-time and two part-time employees, and part of their job is deleting negative comments on her website. I need to get Charlie and Philip to start doing that for me. Malicious trolls. Now, there's a tie-in from this story. Over all of these people who they don't have to read her, they can ignore her, but they won't because they want to. They have actively chosen to hate this young woman with an incredible work ethic because it gives them joy to hate her. There's a tie-in, completely unrelated story, except it's not unrelated. The Supreme Court is weighing whether public officials can be sued for blocking critics on social media. The justices are hearing oral arguments in two cases involving school board members in Southern California and a city manager in Michigan. While the officials are far less prominent than Donald Trump, the legal dispute is the same as the claim he faced. 
In his case, it was dismissed after Twitter blocked him, threw him off the site. It was rendered moot, and the Supreme Court didn't hear the case. The issue is whether a public official's posts and other social media activity constitutes part of their government function. If it does, then blocking someone from following an official could constitute state action. The California case arose after two two members of the Poway Unified School District Board of Trustees blocked parents, Christopher and Kimberly Garner, from commenting on their Facebook page. O'Connor Ratcliffe, Michelle O'Connor Ratcliffe, also prevented Christopher Garner from responding to her on Twitter. While the Garner's comments were lengthy and repetitive, they were not profane or violent. The appeals court concluded the officials were acting in official capacities. In Michigan, Port Huron City Manager James Freed posted information about the city's efforts to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. A resident started criticizing the city's response. Freed blocked him. Freed argued that his no longer active Facebook page was a personal page. He mostly used it to share pictures of his family. The entitled mentality of people to think they get to yell at you on Facebook because you're an elected official. It gives them joy to yell at you on social media. They don't want to be bothered to get in their car and take their butt down to city council or to the school board to yell at you. They want to do it on your Facebook page. They want to do it in your Instagram comments. It is a level of entitlement derived from being hyperactive online that it's the same people like the, those who hate this Tegan Gar, uh, Garner lady from Half-Baked Harvest or Gerard lady from Half-Baked Harvest. They just think they have the right I got the First Amendment. I can say whatever you want. You got to deal with it. And because my criticisms are woke, you got to accept my intersectional, transgendered hatred of you for being a rich white woman who cooks not very well. The Biden administration, to their credit in the Supreme Court case, they're taking the same position Donald Trump had that if these are the personal Facebook pages and Instagram pages and Twitter feeds of these elected officials, even if they talk about what they're doing on the job, it's not a government function. Therefore, unless they're conducting business through these social media feeds, leave them alone. Let them block whoever they want to block. I block people all the time. I enjoy blocking people on social media. I block people on Instagram who leave nasty comments to me or people who follow me who I know. I tell Charlie and Phil all the time, just ignore the comments. Just ignore them. I tell my wife, well, why are you reading the comments on my Facebook page? Just, just ignore them. I don't read the comments. I don't read the comments half the time on my Substack page. I allow people to comment. They pay to subscribe. I let them comment. Doesn't mean I have to read them. Malcontented souls are the ones who do these things. And what really aggravates me is the entitled mentality of these people. Even sometimes it's conservatives, and they feel entitled. They feel entitled. I, I, I used to be on a city council, and it honestly was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, I would rather, as some comedian once said, be in the middle seat on a flight to a nudist colony with overweight people. I just, it, it was painful. It was awful. 
I mean, you have these people, these people, they're called constituents and they've all got problems. And they think by virtue of you being elected, you're supposed to solve their problems. And they you all the time. I had a guy one time in my local public grocery store come up to me and his, um, whatchamadiggy, his, his, um, his, his, his trash had not been picked up. His trash had not been picked up. You will not be surprised, Larry, because he didn't roll his trash can down in time. And he tried to call him back. He ran out. They tried to call him back, and they didn't come back, and he was upset, and he wanted me to call and make them come get his trash. He didn't want to wait for another week. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm a constituent. I didn't care, and I told him as much. We all of us have an obligation to roll our trash to the curb on the appointed day before pickup time, which may come before the sun rises. So you better do it the night before or tough, suck it up and stop complaining. I had my neighbor across the street from me, Crazy Pete. Crazy Pete was a fine neighbor until one day he went insane. And I had written in my local paper about the need to turn a facility into a court complex. And he decided to confront me in my front yard over, did I know what I was talking about? Was I an architect? Was I an engineer? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I'm the chairman of the public properties committee for the city. I happen to know what I'm talking about. Well, he didn't like that. And I turned around and walked away from him and he stood in my yard and he literally yelled at me, I'm paying your salary. You can't walk away from me. That's the last thing I heard before I closed my door in his face. The entitlement of the, the whiners out there who get on social media and think they have a right to whine and you have to put up with them. No, you block them and you ignore them. And the problem is when you have people like the New York Times reporters elevating stupidity in order to breed controversy for someone who her entire living is she writes recipes and she posts them for people who want them. You don't have to follow them. You don't have to like them. But my gosh, the people who complain about them and use woke intersectional critiques, they get elevated by the New York Times, which fans the flames of the stupid people. We would all be better off blocking them and ignoring them. But some of them think they have a God-given constitutional right to be annoying on social media feeds of elected officials. The Supreme Court should say absolutely not. Don't feed the trolls. Discourage them. Allow elected officials to block them. And leave Tegan Gerard alone. Make her recipes or don't. But shut up if you don't like them. You're a nobody who's not entitled to anything. And you're making this idea that she's white and wealthy and, and can't cook well. Well, try to outshine her. She's got a better work ethic than you, though, so you'd rather complain. You people should not be taken seriously by anyone. Sadly, too many people in the media take them seriously, and that's part of the problem we're in these days. Like the pro-Palestinian Hamas supporters out there that people think they need to take seriously. No, no, you don't. These people are revealing themselves as stupid and or evil. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, have people lost their minds? It's as much as the media hates Donald Trump, they really are taking marching orders from his campaign when it comes to dealing with other Republican candidates, they are so desperate for a Biden-Trump rematch because they're so convinced there's no way Trump can win. They want him to be the Republican nominee 
They've handed over Politico to a left-wing uh, dandy, I guess you could say, or he, he's some sort of clothing expert dude who uh, dresses, likes to critique people and how they dress and on and on, just just weird dude. Uh, three expert shoemakers say Ron DeSantis is probably wearing height boosters. That literally is the story by this guy who I, I he's he's come after me on Twitter. His his name is Derek Guy. He's a menswear writer who's written for Esquire. And I I he's big high fashion dude. Literally, they have written a piece at Politico on whether or not Ron DeSantis is wearing lifts in his boots. Why? Because it's the ongoing subject of Trump supporters. And anything they can do to kick Ron DeSantis, I, I gotta, I just, I, I, this is not an endorsement. This is a statement of fact. It is remarkable to me that Ron DeSantis has held on in second place in the Republican primary when literally more money has been spent against Ron DeSantis by everyone else combined than either for or against any other candidate. More money has been spent to attack Ron DeSantis than has been spent to advocate for any other candidate or to attack any other candidate. And yet he's still hanging on in second place despite all of that is remarkable. And now they're coming after him for his boots. What a dumb world we live in. Now, I got to tell you, one of the great conservative fighting groups out there fighting the dumbness is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile wants you as a customer. They will move your cell phone service to them. You can take your existing phone number and move it to them or get a brand new one, whichever one you want. And then as they grow their profits, they grow the giving to the conservative movement. So you amplify the conservative movement by just moving your cell phone service. All you do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can also go to uh, 972-PATRIOT. You can call them, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. Uh, you get great service using the same cell towers you're probably already using. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. You call Patriot Mobile. Tell them I sent you, and you'll grow the conservative movement, and they'll give you great phone service. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You let them know I sent you, get that free activation, do business with a company that shares your values and grows and cares for the causes you care about. Hello there, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I got to go back to an old familiar topic with you guys. The TikTok nonsense. However, before the TikTok nonsense, no, no, <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I do. I want to talk to David because, you know, it's Halloween. We might as well. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Great. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, so I just feel like it's un-American what I'm seeing in Walmart. Great value, Snickers. Great value, Kit Kat. It's it's a a Walmart great value private label candy bar. Uh huh. And I just, I mean, as a child, I'm thinking back. At, you know, we're here at Trick or Treat. If you hand out that that great value bar 
are you going to get an egg? You know, <laughs> is your door going to get are your trees going to be toilet paper filled? Instead of handing out the name brand candy bar, you're handing out the the, the Walmart generic value. So yeah. so here's the thing. Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of glad you did call in about this. Charlie wasn't sure if I'd want to take your call or not, but I, I you know, I, I went and bought the full size candy bars, and not really because I wanted to, but because I went to Walmart and won. Uh, they didn't have any of the name brand big bags left. They were all sold out. They did have some of the their generic bags left, and I, I took a pass on them. Um, but I will say this, the reason they're having to do it, David, is because of, of Joe Biden's economy. A whole lot of people can't afford the, the price of chocolates going up like 35%. Yeah. I mean, it is a dollar less. I mean, uh, but there again, you know, you, a kid can't get a candy bar for under a dollar nowadays. I mean, two right. twenty, two fifty. you know, so I do understand inflation, but, and, and why people, you know, migrate to private labels. But it just, I mean, that just seems like the last straw. The only thing I hadn't seen yet is chewing gum. You, know, you just wait. When, when you, listen, what, David, in another year, the way this economy is going, they're going to have previously chewed gum for sale. <laughs> okay, great. You, you, you just wait. You, uh, oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, David. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're yes, you're going to have previously chewed gum for, for sale. The way this economy is going, recycled gum. Listen, okay, so Charlie didn't think I was going to take David's whole, but this gives because I'll talk about TikTok in a minute. Let's talk about this. The cost of buying candy has skyrocketed. It, it has. Everything is more expensive. And so a lot of families cannot afford to do what I did. I could barely afford to do what I did and buy the, buy the full-size candy bars. I So I don't like... You, you know, you go to Target or Walmart and you get the big bags and they have all the little mini pieces in there. And it, it depended on how the bags are, like you get a, a Starbursts in there with, with chocolate bars and the chocolate bars inevitably absorb the flavors of the other other candy. And and I, I don't like that. I don't like handing it out to kids. I bought over. So this is my neighborhood. We live. We do not live in a gated neighborhood, and we probably should, but we don't. And our neighborhood is a big planned development. It is the most ethnically racially diverse neighborhood in Middle Georgia. And last year, we bought over two hundred dollars worth of Halloween candy and gave every piece away. Had more than a thousand trick or treaters come through the neighborhood. This year, I bought the full-size bars, and when we're out, we're out. We're turning off the lights, getting rid of the pumpkins, and, and we're going to bed. I can afford that, but a lot of people can't. Now, I will tell you, we have a couple of people in our neighborhood, one of whom gives away pencils and dental floss. You will not be surprised to learn that their house got rolled one year. Pencils and dental floss. Why don't you just turn out the lights, close the blinds, and pretend not to be home instead of ruining children's Halloween trick-or-treating by giving them pencils and dental floss? But there's even someone worse in the neighborhood. There's somebody in the neighborhood who gives away Jack Chick Lit. If you don't know what Jack Chick Lit is, Jack Chick comment, Comics, 
you can thank your lucky stars. I didn't know what it was until a few years ago. This, this couple, they go to an independent fundamentalist Baptist church. That should tell you everything right there. God bless you, independent fundamentalist Baptists. But y'all are like the least fun people at the holidays. You don't want to celebrate baby Jesus because that's idol worship. And you don't want to celebrate Halloween because it's pagan. And you don't want to dance and you're not going to have a glass of bourbon. Y'all just like your King James only version of the Bible. And that's about it. God bless you. I love you. I just don't want to hang out with you. Y'all aren't very fun. These people hang out. They hand out Jack Chick cartoons. Jack Chick was an anti-Catholic uh, independent fundamentalist who wrote these comics, and they're not funny comics. And the one they did last year or so was um, a girl who got into witchcraft, and Grandmama prayed on Halloween, and, and her granddaughter, she came to Jesus. She came to Jesus at the end, and because it was the grandmama who prayed for her, can we get an amen? And it was a comic book track on how Halloween is pagan and you're going to hell unless your grandmother prays for you. And these people handed out Jack Chick literature and dental floss. Who does this except my friends in the Independent Fundamentalist Baptist Churches of America? I It would be better if you just like didn't participate. I mean, cause you're still participating in Halloween. You're not doing like a counter Halloween movement out there. And all you people with your fall festivals, come on, spare me your fall festival. You know what the kids do at the fall festivals? They put on their Halloween costumes and trick or treat. And they just do it the weekend before Halloween. So it's not a pagan holiday. It's fall festival. We have pumpkin spice lattes. Good Lord, come on, just go with Halloween. You're not going to hell for, for Halloween. I just, this this nonsense and the handing out the cartoons, I got to hang on a second. Y'all just bear with me here. Y'all aren't going to believe this. Um, Jack Chick Literature. Um, th this guy, he literally, yes, Christian, independent, Baptist, fundamentalist, Many of his tracks accuse Roman Catholics, Freemasons, and Muslims of murder and conspiracies. Let me find you this one. Um, and they're called Jack Chick Tracks. And they have, uh, I, let's see, da, 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 where, where, where is the, um, oh, hang on. Let me search the H's because there's the Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween. There it is. Let's do it. My mom said not to. It's they're standing in front of a haunted house. Come on, chicken. Ugh, spider webs. I don't like this. A spider jumps out. Run. I was never so scared. Look, it's a witch. She doesn't scare me. Happy Halloween, the witch says. Bye, she says. And the kids fall through a trap door. Thud, they hit the ground. What's that? Welcome to the abyss, says the devil. You'll be spending eternity with us. No way. We're out of here. Look, look. A ghost. The next day. Oh, I see. One of the little boys. This is the Halloween comic that they gave away at Halloween. Timmy, look out. Screech. We lost him. I can't believe Timmy's gone. They ran out of the haunted house into the street, and little Timmy got hit by the car. 
And little Timmy wakes up and he's surrounded by demons. And one of them says, you're not dead anymore. You're welcome to the abyss. You'll be here for eternity because you died in your sins, Timmy. The next day, if we had listened to you, mom, Timmy wouldn't be dead. At least he's in heaven, right, Mrs. Baxter? Oh, how I wish he was, Bobby. I cried all night when I heard he was dead. I loved that boy. He was in my Sunday school class and was one of my favorites. But he refused to repent of his sins and give his life to Jesus. He was more concerned with impressing his worldly friends, so he quit Sunday school. Yesterday, I explained to Timmy one last time that Jesus was the only way to heaven. But he said, when I get old, I'll think about Jesus. But until then, I don't want to talk about it. He laughed at me and said I was a fanatic and it broke my heart. Bobby, that decision caused your friend to be sent to hell forever. This is the cartoon the family handed out last year at Halloween in my neighborhood. (laughs) This is literally the cartoon that this family handed out. They bought hundreds of these to hand out to the kids to make sure the kids know if you go to a haunted house, you're going to burn in hell. These are like really, really like fun people at the holiday season. I'm giving out the full-size candy bars and they're giving kids terribly drawn comics, making sure they know they're going to burn in hell for going trick-or-treating. Fun people we have around here, aren't they? So would you rather, my friend who called in, would you rather people hand out the Great Value Candy Bars or the Jack Chick Tracks? It's gotten expensive out there. And I understand that there are a lot of people who they want the name brand candy bar. There are a lot of people who can't afford it. But better they give out the name brand candy bar that they hand out the Jack Chick cartoons. This one is now the one she handed out. This this, this it's the the wife who does it. It's it, it's the wife who does it. The husband hands out the dental floss. She hands out the Jack Chick comics. The one from two years ago was about a kid who got addicted to drugs and like the girl who went with the witches. This was the grandmother prayed and the grandmother prayed for the boy and it saved him that had the grandmother not prayed, the boy would have died of his drug addiction. But the power of the grandmother's prayer led him to repent and you too can pray to Jesus and repent and you will not have a drug addiction and die and go to hell. It makes for the most fun Halloweens ever when you're handing out these cartoons and dental floss. My kids came home and didn't know what they were flabbergasted that this family was doing this. Like, why even participate in Halloween? You just want to be the turd in the punch bowl for Halloween. That's what these people wanted to be. But they were convinced they were saving souls. And just think, if one child went home and did not laugh at that comic and throw it away, but actually read it and believed it, they would have saved their soul. That's what they tell themselves. That's why they do it every year. And then they save your teeth as well from the dental floss. I would rather the Great Value Candy Bar, David, than than the Jack Chick Tract. Just just keep that in mind. People do what they can do. We should not judge someone who hands out the great value candy bar, generic knockoff snicker bar, because it could be far worse. It could be pencils, dental floss, and Jack Chick cartoons. Now, we should move on. To Americans for Prosperity. (laughs) 
Oh, y'all, these cartoons are so bad. If you want to see them for yourself, you can go to chick.com and you can see them for yourself. Go to the the one that I was just reading. Go to chick.com and uh, go go to the H's. Click on the tracks. Go to the H's and the Happy Halloween one. It is. It's just cheery, cheery, cheery. Who's the, this is the description of it. It was supposed to be a fun Halloween visiting a haunted house for a great scare, but when an accident claims a boy's life, his friends learn there's a real hell waiting for those who die without Jesus. Yep, cheery, happy Halloween for you guys. Now let's talk about Americans for Prosperity. They're leading the fight against Bidenomics around the country. The Bidenomics that's making people have to go with the generic brand candy instead of the real candy bars because they can't afford it thanks to Bidenomics, and Americans for Prosperity is fighting back. They're teaching people how they can go to their local governments or their state governments. They can roll back regulations. They can fight Bidenomics at the regulatory level. They can fight it by uh, loosening up tax laws and uh, freeing small businesses from owner onerous regulations at the state level, making states competitive. In Georgia, we got the cheapest gas prices because Governor Kemp here fighting Bidenomics the way he's fighting it. AFP supports that sort of stuff, and they teach you how to be an involved activist, engaged in your community, fighting for free markets and free people. If you're interested, go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up with them. More than 4 million activists around the country have. They teach you how to be a highly effective fighter for free markets and free people. They teach you how to be a highly effective advocate in local governments, in state governments, to your members of Congress. It's Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Now, I want you guys to know... That uh, the way I spend Halloween, in addition to giving out candy, is is I hammer theses on the doors of all the neighbors' homes. Happy Reformation Day as well. It was on this date that Martin Luther uh, produced his theses on the church at Wittenberg uh, and uh, set off the Protestant Reformation. My Catholic friends, they would call it the, what, Protestant Rebellion? But in any event, yes, it's not just Halloween today. All right, um, <laughs> got to move on. I'm getting hate mail from people listening because of me laughing about the people handing out the Jack Chick tracks. Come on, lighten up, people. It's 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 funny and also really absurd that these uh, <laughs> people are sitting in the driveway handing out cartoons that if if you're reading this, you're going to hell because you shouldn't be participating in Halloween because it's a pagan holiday. <laughs> there they are, passing out. Come on, live a little. Don't be so sensitive to me and the Jack Chick tracks that are just absurd. They're not even like humorous. I guess they're not meant to be. I have no sense of humor. Oh, I guess I'm the last man alive as a severe. So my buddy Braden up in Rome, he's convinced that for my birthday, I need to like rent out a comedy lounge and and invite friends and family for my birthday and say on uh, on stage all the things that I cannot say on radio. Because uh, I got great things I would love to say, but oh, I can't say them on the radio. But um I'd probably get canceled unless they could take everybody's cell phone. So I will move on and I'll bite my tongue and keep my mouth shut. We still have more to talk. I actually do want to talk about TikTok uh, because uh, people are starting to notice around college campuses in the country that the TikTok algorithm is moved on from showing people uh, trans affirming 
TikTok videos to pro-Palestinian TikTok videos. And it's a very interesting thing. You get on a college campus and the algorithm starts showing you all the anti-Semitic pro-Hamas videos. Away from the campus, you're back to the pro-trans stuff. The Chinese are using this um, application, this, this app, to indoctrinate our children. And people are starting to catch on to what's happening. We should spend some time on this when we get back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.